Hey everybody, welcome to the Disablest Report, official podcast of the Disablest Network. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about us and our organization, feel free to visit our website at disablest.org. If you'd like to support the show for as little as a dollar a month, head on over to patreon.com backslash the Disablest Network. You'll get access to behind-the-scenes content, monthly updates, and a few other things that you'll just have to pop on over there to see. If you don't want to become a patron, but you still would like to donate to the show, um, you can click on the donate button located on our website, every little bit that that we get helps. I am joined by my best friend and co-host Lou Rodriguez. Hey everybody, how are you doing? I just want to first say we apologize for not having um, an episode last week. We've been extremely busy, but we're back. <laughs> it's like the the TV show. We're back. Um, I, no, I think that's uh, Poltergeist. <laughs> Oh, it's a TV show. It's from a movie. I think that there's a show called We're Back that's about like dinosaurs or something like that, like a sitcom, whatever. Anyways, uh, already getting off topic. Um, Yeah, we apologize for that. We're going to do our best to get everything up and going. As we said in the other video, um, I've been having construction done to my house, um, and that has been a giant hindrance in our stuff. And now, of course, my dogs are barking. Anyways, pretty apropos we'll just have to roll with it we'll just have to roll with it it's fine everybody's used to it at this point i guess um so on the chopping block for this time is mental health uh i think that i've stated in a couple of our previous episodes that i started therapy and then mentioned that we were going to actually do an episode about it but we hadn't gotten around to it yet well today's the day people (laughs) um so uh i'm actually going to be releasing kind of a sister blog post that that will coincide with this episode um so keep your eye out for that actually i'll go ahead and just put the link to it in the description because by the time that i'm done with it and everything this video will probably be um up and out there um and so that will go more in depth as to like my personal history with therapy um why i stopped and started again and what it's done for me um we're going to try to keep a little bit away from the storytelling on my end, although probably won't <laughs> get away from that too much um, and talk about mental health just in general. Um, it's definitely a topic that a lot of people take for granted um, and disabled people are no exception to that. Um, there's a lot of people who are the, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality. And uh, I was operating on that for a very long time and got to uh, a really, really, really dark place, um, which I'll, I talk about in the, uh, the well, blog post. Just, I just, to address that, it is self-destructive, but the other thing that it makes me realize is that people tend to impose their own uh, structure on things. Like, um, for example, let me use smoking as an example. Uh, I quit smoking. And it was very difficult for me to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every so often I'll run into somebody and they'll go, ah, it was easy. Ah, you, you, you just must be a wuss. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, you know, like it's different for everybody. And yet there's this condescension if you can't handle your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Especially like when it comes to mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, kind of in line with the whole disability thing too uh, i really think that kind of speaking out against mental health um has a special place in the ableist's heart (laughs) 
um, because it just seems to me like it's almost used as a cudgel, right? I know that you use that word and I stole it from you ever since you used it the first time. But um, I do feel like it is, especially with our, our demographic, because, you know, um, just as an example, if I'm complaining about having shoulder pain or, you know, other things like that, I've had a number of people throughout my life being, you know, essentially being like, well, just try harder, Kyle, or like, well, it doesn't really hurt you that bad. And ableism really isn't that far off of that, um, which is why I kind of wanted to make a connection, uh, a, a connection there. And then obviously there's a lot that goes, uh, a, a lot of ableism inherently involved in people who have like invisible diagnoses in general, right? Um, you can well, speak to that. Well, I was going to say the way it manifests itself is so varied that, mm -hmm. um, I, hell, I can even give you an example. There is, um, a gal in my neighborhood who is also on the, uh, neurodivergent spectrum. And she has a very difficult time handling her anger and outbursts mm -hmm. of anger. So there are times where my older neighbors, so again, for people that are not aware, I'm part of a dog walking group and she is along our route. And sometimes she is very pleasant and other times she's in the middle of a meltdown and screaming at people. And my dog walking group will normally point out and say, you know, what's her problem? Or, you know, look, look at her acting out or behaving inappropriately. And I'm like, well, that's what mental health issues look like. Like, what do you, you know, what do you expect? Or, and, you know, to couple that with, they tend to think that she's lazy and that she doesn't want to work. And, you know, she also has a lot of trauma. I'm not going to get into her personal life too much. But, you know, I, I turned to my neighbors and I was like, well, what do you think trauma and mental health issues should look like to you? Mm -hmm. You know, describe to me what that looks like. You know, and I said, she needs help. And the problem is, is that there's no facilities to help her. Mm -hmm. So she does what a lot of people do. They self-medicate. They do street drugs sometimes. They... Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, they act out in, in rage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, th it's a multifaceted problem. Yeah, and I think that on top of all of that as well, um, there's a hesitancy to seek out therapy in general because of all of that um, that society well, well, puts it, on it, us. Even, and... Well, let's say, I don't, I don't think she has the the finances to get therapy and that, that's that another too. big issue you know again you know the the bleeding heart liberal kyle and the <laughs> bleeding heart liberal lewis mm -hmm. you know it, it's a matter of you know the ultimate answer is to create a system where people just get help instead of having to jockey for these positions or be considered you know uh, a non-functioning member of society or detritus and, and then, you know, your mem your uh, your neighbor's actions can then be cited as the reasons for why, you know, she's isolated and all of that kind of stuff. Well, haven't you seen her? Well, you wouldn't want to hang out with somebody like that, would you? Um, so, you know, uh, it's the age old. Which is valid. But I mean, that that is a valid point. I mean, 
but a lot of that also boils down to I don't have the facilities. I don't. I can't. I I've learned this the hard way. I've de- I have tried to help other people in my position, mm-hmm. and sometimes it does blow up in my face because again, I'm not a professional. Yeah, and I don't have the facilities to to do that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that 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 is true. Um, I bring it up just because that has been used systematically, like by and large, if you look at our our uh you know quote unquote minority group um as a as a collective like that reason has been the reason why you know like we weren't given help um you know it's the reason why nursing homes were i mean they're still not you know incredible but by and large they are a hell of a lot better than they were circa 1990 um but you know that was the reasoning that you know, they had for mistreating people back then, right? Like there were people right. who... And yeah, yeah. The, the, the cofactor to that is, uh, or, or is that I guess part of ableism is to expect supplication on your part. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> like, like, it is. Oh, thank you, master. Thank mm-hmm. you, sir. Thank you for help. You know, and it's like, it's just this weird, I don't know, this weird melange of, of, of repressed feelings. I, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before, like, what does trauma look like? How, you know, and, and how that's on a continuum. I'm almost willing to bet the farm on the fact that people that say, pull yourself up by your bootstraps have also been through trauma. Mm-hmm. And because they came out the other side, even if they're battered and bruised, they feel like, well, everybody else should be able to do that too. It, and it's not just that some of them also wear it as a badge of honor in the sense that they think that they're doing the ethical thing by Mm, quote unquote making you also suffer in the way that they suffered because look how strong it made them Mm. um you know never mind the fact that trauma is trauma there's never any justification um for that in general um yeah i did want to speak a little bit to uh to the book so i'm reading a book on um on PTSD and on trauma called the body keeps a score um, by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. Uh, I'll go ahead and put the link to the Amazon listing for that in the description. Um, But that book has helped me a lot in understanding my own responses that I have to trauma. I think I said before on the show, um, I've had multiple conversations with you and then with my girlfriend about uh you know trauma in, in general and you know sage and then yeah, th- this is obviously going to be a topic that we're going to revisit yeah uh, of course um so the right. two the two of you told me you were like you realize that you ha- you you do have medical trauma right and i was like nah dude i don't i dealt with that i went to therapy for a really long time it's not a big deal um well turns out i do um, you're fine kyle you're fine yeah well <laughs> yeah well I'm, i i am glad that my girlfriend did like because you you know kind of like were like no you know you do but she kind of was like no mm, you're gonna yeah. have to get therapy you have to deal with these things because you do have unresolved medical trauma and i was like okay um not saying that like you know going to th- look going to therapy is really really difficult um it is not easy to face a lot of the stuff that causes you to be triggered and all that kind of stuff 
Um, but we'll talk a little more about that in a it, second. It, I, I was going to say, uh, no, go ahead. Now you're, making, now you're making me think like when you have trauma, there is this weird sense of guilt. Oh, absolutely. Or mm-hmm. sadness when you realize what you've been through mm-hmm. or how it's been, um, I guess, washed over by, by people that you care about in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it, th- these are all, you know, again, th- this is for everybody out there. I know we're, we're going all over, we're ping ponging all over the place, but yeah. So this is the, the greatest hits of trauma. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> in the unintended, well, and we should have prefaced this in the beginning, but you know, neither of us are medical experts. So don't take oh, our, oh, inf- for sure. our, our yeah. advice on this as, you know, you know, medical experts. Cause obviously I just said that we're not, um, we're just speaking from, you know, people who are on the neurodivergent spectrum. Um, we're, we're shooting from the hip, as they say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Speculate. Um, so the the one thing that I wanted to kind of make sure that I mentioned that I learned from the book is that um, PTSD has been uh, a diag- uh, an official diagnosis in the DSM. I think it was either two or three when it when it was actually diagnosed, I can't, I can't remember, but, um, in 1980, um, so, uh, Dr. Vanderkolk wrote this book about, um, his early kind of dealings with beginning to diagnose people with PTSD because there was, it, it existed, but nobody used it. There was still that, you know, it was a form of psychosis, um, if you're familiar with uh, gender, sexism, um, all of that kind of stuff, hysteria was also another thing uh, that people were diagnosed with. Um, people were misdiagnosed um, with things like bi- uh, bipolar disorder, um, schizophrenia, stuff like that, when it was that they suffered from PTSD. Um, and so he goes uh, through a lot of that in the book, Um a lot of his earlier work, I believe, was uh, work with veterans, but he makes it a very, um, you know, he makes a very pointed uh, kind of way of saying that veterans were kind of the first demographic that were recognized uh, to have PTSD with um, the de- like a, a term that everybody will be familiar with, like shell shock. Um, mm you know isn't isn't that the older term yeah that's the older term yeah. and, and yeah. even then they were really really hesitant to to talk of, about that nobody nobody wanted it was a, it was a taboo um but so you know it came from research uh you know directly related to to and with um the veteran population but like i said dr vanderkolk makes it um very you know uh, he's very blunt to say that like veterans obviously aren't the only people who can be um survivors of trauma um and as you mentioned before trauma can manifest manifest itself in a variety of different ways um everybody processes things differently um i don't want to go into the different kinds of trauma that people can have maybe we can maybe we'll go through that a little bit at you know later at a, a different no, this episode, will be a but... fun fun series of episodes <laughs> of just trauma like chapter one this type of tra- you know chapter two no but i get what you're saying yeah um but i so 
you know, the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic in general, though, as I've kind of alluded to a little bit in the beginning, um, is that disabled people, you know, I would say by and of our disabilities are probably at a higher risk or propensity of having some kind of PTSD or trauma, um, especially if you're disabled as the result of an accident or the result of, um, you know, surgery gone awry, which I guess also is an accident um, or well, anything I, I, like that. I mean, I could slide in a, a, a bit of a Hobbesian take and say that, you know, um, the whole life is, you know, short and brutish and, you know, the, you know, to grossly misquote Hobbes. But, you know, even people that are neurotypical and physically abled, I think, have trauma also. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know that you're an advocate for everyone should have therapy. Yeah. You know, the I think the elephant in the room, though, is how society and has doubled down on this whole attitude of just buck up, just suck it up. Um, I mean, that's prevalent in our movies. I mean, even if you think about a character, like just any fictional character, Han Solo, or let's use any one of um, Harrison Ford's characters, Han Solo or well, Indiana Jones. Well, I was going to say people, like any, like, any action movie star, like Rambo yeah, yeah, they, or whatever. Yeah, they, well, Rambo started out as a character with PTSD. In the very first, like uh, First Blood, that was actually a movie dealing with trauma, and then it turned into you know the Reagan era cartoony. Yeah, just you know shoot your problems away. But but I was gonna say that that you know I'm suffering from that right now. That I I it was beat into me not to complain, not to talk about your problems. So I have a very difficult time talking with anybody about anything and mm -hmm. bottling it up so mm -hmm. i become self-destructive as a result yeah. and whether whether that's emotionally self-destructive and it becomes destructive to people around me mm -hmm. yeah so and and again that's just never you know so you have a disability too that it's just never going to go away yeah it's so as yeah. much as much as you deal with it it's never it's always going to be there as, yeah. a, as a stage of grief that just never, sorry, I don't mean to go ahead, jump in. No, 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 uh, no, you're fine. Um, I was, I was just going to say, yeah, that it is important to recognize that, you know, you hear it often. It's in, in, in nomenclature, you hear it called, um, you know, a mental health journey and mm. it very, it very much is that right. Um, there is no hopping off of the train. If you hop off of the train, you get on another one. That's the reality of it. Um, yeah, but there and there is no outcome. Oh, ne never, never. Um, yeah, you constantly. No, like, well, I'm healed. Uh, oh yeah, no, no, no. You constantly have to tend to it. And the the thing about people who are uh, on the neurodivergent spectrum, and I do, you know, personally, I consider people with like clinical anxiety and depression and stuff like that to be in that camp as well. Um, that. I guess we have to approach our mental health in a way that isn't typical for other people. So when, like, for instance, you and you and I talk about stuff that we're struggling with, it's difficult for abled people or neurotypical people to even wrap their heads around 
having that problem to begin with, right? Um, so these are well, you you've said it before that that um, like able-bodied people slide in and out of disability, like mm-hmm. if they break their arm or they they are legs in a cast, and you know they see they they do get to experience that inconvenience, and you know m- maybe they realize sometimes, hey, this other person that's their life all the time, mm-hmm. you know. But go ahead. Can we unpack the sexism thing? Because I think that we have a um, we could probably fill the rest of this episode even about that. Yeah, it's I mean, so nuanced. yeah. Go ahead. I, I I want. I'm interested in what you're going to say. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, the whole pull yourself. Uh, we keep saying pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Maybe we need to find something else to say so that we don't keep just repeating that. But, what about um, suck it up, Buttercup? Okay, they, there, there you go. We should just come out with another shirt design with all of these on it. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, you, we need to recognize another proverbial elephant in the room. And uh, in that you know, there is a large sexist component tied in with all of this, right? So, um, for and it goes both ways in the gender spectrum. So it's not an accident necessarily, for example, that circa, I would say probably early 2000s, even as late as that, maybe mid-1990s, um, there were like very little um, women, girls diagnosed with autism for example right that that's not an accident that he means very few very well very few the way you said it made it sound like little girls oh no well <laughs> well like li- young girls well li- um i mean young girls too though but right. um but yeah, yeah yeah few women or or right i got e- exactly you. Yeah. and that was because the diagnostic criteria existed only for um men and boys well well the group that they study were only men and boys mm-hmm so that's what happened. I mean, yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's the past. I, I, I don't want to get too into that. But, you know, if you're interested in that, there are a lot of other people. Paige Leal talks about that. I know on her uh, YouTube channel a lot. Uh, but the other part that, like, for example, you and I deal with as specifically as cisgen males is that there is that mentality that we're expected to abide by. And neither you nor I subscribe to that personally. If people knew us um, specifically, they would know that very quickly about both of us, even though you're like, you know, really macho and muscular and stuff. And I seem like I'm very assertive. Uh, Absolutely not. Um, But there is an added dollop, I think, of that pressure from external sources, from people who are not us for us to conform to that. And I do want to say that, um, you know, the people who do that to us aren't necessarily even aware that they're doing it. However, like what you said, Lou, people are made so uncomfortable about talking about, for example, mental health in general, that when they see somebody like you and I who are, quote unquote, more sensitive... Um, it makes them uncomfortable in the way that they've learned to deal with uncomfortable, feminine uh, sounding looking men is to bash them until they have no other choice than to become manly men. Um, sure. And so I just wanted to make sure that I pointed um, 
I pointed that out that there's, uh, you know, a lot of sexism inherently involved in a lot of, uh, you know, what happened with the early studies of, of mental health. Like I mentioned, autism is, is no exception to that um, at all. But, you know, going forward and making sure that we use real science, I'm looking at you, pseudoscience subscribers, um, that we need to use real science uh, look at real psychiatrists and psychologists are doing um, important work in these fields. That, that, that's it. We lost all of our uh, Scientologist subscribers. Uh, all <laughs> half of one. <laughs> Great. Um, so, but anyways, yeah, that's that's just my my little piece on. Can, can, all can of I this. just say thank thank you, Kyle, for smuggling in a compliment? I like that. <laughs> you're muscular and macho <laughs> and th and then yet i have like the village people in my head now playing <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well i mean i would be lying if i didn't if i didn't acknowledge that that's that's a, a factual truth look at our uh you know the posts that we've made on uh, instagram and facebook and stuff like that I, I, need, I need to get some newer pictures because uh because now i'm leaned out so hey i was gonna pictures. say too Me i've too. i've leaned out since then yeah. too it's it's crazy like i'm looking at myself uh did a, a photo now, now we could we're at the point where we could start fat shaming <laughs> yeah that that's what this channel yeah. is devolving into <laughs> now we're gonna after talking about mental health and sexism and all of that kind of stuff, we're going to start fat shaming everybody. <laughs> um, no, but well, okay. This is a good uh, point to end the show. Um, you know, that does have roots in sexism and ableism as well. And you and I both do still struggle with that on literally on a day-to-day -day basis um, to ourselves. We don't do that to other people. Um, but, you know, that's just, a thing so don't be like me and wait 20 something years to go back to therapy if you think that you need therapy reach out please reach out to a, a medical professional um i'll have to look and research and see if there are uh, i'm sure that there are organizations that people can go to if they don't have insurance or, or or that kind of thing because i do know that that is also a privilege that i have um, being on my dad's um, insurance is the reason why I'm able to afford going to therapy in general. But I will also point out that if you do have insurance and, and all of that kind of stuff, um, having a disability, because there are apps like BetterHelp uh, and uh, Talkspace is like the one that I use, um, going to therapy is a lot more accessible than it used to be. Um, I do it from my computer and as somebody who would need somebody to go with me and open the door and all of that kind of stuff, it's really, you know, it's going to sound stupid, but empowering to be able to do all of that on my own. Um, and so I know that I'm not the only person who would, um, you're using like a like telemed that. kind of, uh, portal, right? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah um, talk space is like a telemed, um, portal. Mm -hmm. You just use your webcam and your microphone and you, uh, you do that. My therapist is like, man, you have a nice microphone, nice sounding <laughs> microphone and, and a nice camera. And I was like, well, I have a podcast. What's it about? Disability. I'm going to have to look that up. So Dr. Gilly, if you're listening to this, hi. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's all that I have to say about this. Do you have anything that you want to say in closing before I wrap the show up? 
Catch us next time, and we'll talk more and more about disability. Uh, uh, we <laughs> we didn't review a meme. That's okay. We 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 went way past that now. On We're past the, that point. On the next episode. <laughs> Anyways, uh, leave us a review on YouTube, Spotify, etc. And if we get a good one, we'll read it at the end of the episode. Thank you so much to our patrons, whose names we'll display at the end of the episode. Remember, we're just the tip of the spear. Disability rights are human rights. We'll catch everybody in the next episode. Become a patron if you are interested in helping us out. Take care, everybody.